By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. If I can't scuba, then what's this all been about? What am I working toward? I have seven female wives. Go to my Instagram. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Too loud. Bam. <laughs> hey, hey, welcome back, guys. We're excited to have you. And we are happy you're here. We're so happy you're here. What? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what voice that is. That was All that right. was creepy. That's it was weird. It was weird. Okay. <laughs> Steve. Uh, Jay. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. Trevor's gone. We had Trevor last week. That was great. 13 episodes. Trevor's been And on. he's banned, too. And now he got banned. We found out he got banned. Yeah. Uh, according to one of our other listeners, our message us and said, Trevor knows somebody that has the airplane app on his phone. His whole segment was what app do you have on your phone that nobody else has? And he knew somebody else had it. And so therefore it's mm. banned. Again, this is hearsay. We'll let him. Sorry. I mean, defend himself, but he might not be able to. But, Steed, uh, Trevor did send me something that was interesting after the show. And it's a little bit of a Steed science here, but it's sort of J-Rad, uh, J-Rad science here. So that's it with milk. I like milk. Of course. This is from CBS News. And it's an article saying that milk hydration is better than water. Really? Yeah, milk is a better so, so drink Ron hydration Burgundy than water, was right. study finds. May 9th, 2023. So this is that, pretty recent yeah, yeah, no, let's check that out. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do my own research into this and disprove it. Okay. And it's not saying uh, that water doesn't do a good job, but here's the reason why milk is better. There's no way there's more water in milk than there is water in water. Okay. Uh, milk was found to be even more hydrating than plain water because it contains the sugar lactose some protein, and some fat, all of which helps slow the emptying of fluid from the stomach and keep hydration happening over a long period. Milk also has sodium, which acts like a sponge and holds onto water in the body and results in less urine produced. Suck it! So suck on that. So you want me to go and put water, salt in my water? You want me to drink salt water? Well, they actually do talk. They used to give people like salt tablets. You want me to drink salt water from the ocean? That's how you die. Die? Well, that I can't argue with. That I can't you argue ever, with. Here's what I'm saying is, yeah, I have to get salt water. It's bad. Remember when they also said that coconut milk was better for you than, or coconut oil was better for you than olive oil? <laughs> uh, the lie detector test discovered that was a lie. Then they told you that it was avocado oil. Lie detector test determined that was a lie. Then they said, oh, corn oil is actually not that bad. Lie detector test determined you are the father. Yeah. 
Yeah. I So is avocado oil bad now? I thought I read something the other day that it's fine. No, we did the steed science, I know, Jared. I know. I, but I thought you said that avocado was the best. I thought the steed science avocado said that avocado was the best. Was next next to next to olive oil, avocado okay. oil, then coconut oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the shit rape oils, the rapist yeah, oils. Rapeseed oil. Did I? Well, actually, speaking of the rapeseed oil, did I? I think I told you this, but I saw a rapeseed oil field in Ooh. England. Were you scared? It was actually just like a bunch of yellow flowers. If I saw the right. Well, thing. yeah, they're yeah, they're yellow flowers. Yeah. <laughs> No, it looked pretty. <laughs> but hey, you try and suck on those seeds for a little while, you won't get the vegetable oil. It's got to go. You got to put diesel fuel in it. Uh, it's not just, you can't just suck on the seeds to get the oil. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not like olives, like the Romans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, Steve, I was basically saying you can refute uh, that milk study if you'd like. But so far, Chub Step's official stance is that milk is better than water for <laughs> hydrating. Actually, I have just got in word from Harvard Health. Um, Harvard, you ever heard of it? Probably not, because you think milk is better for you than water. Uh, it's some studies suggest milk is better than water, but evidence is weak. <laughs> okay. Okay. The evidence is weak. Okay. They, okay. And big, big milk tries to bring this up. They did it in 2007. They did it in 2016. I see. They did I it see. in 2017. Guess what? They can't win. This says the details matter. Harvard people are saying, no, you can't have people exercise in a warm environment. Like in the fake studies they did, you can't have them do other stuff. They were faking it. Okay. Big Milk was faking it and you got tricked. I'm a sucker. Uh, Trevor also is a sucker because he sent it to me. That's fair. I, I mean, Harvard's saying it's not all there, but it could be. We all know food science and most science is kind of bullshit because it gets, uh, you know, somebody comes up with a better version of it like 10 years later. The food pyramid's a perfect example of food science. Yeah. Uh, it turns out everything with the food pyramid's wrong. Pretty much. It's almost, don't, it almost don't, completely reversed. They almost could not have gotten it more wrong. Yeah. Don't eat like massive <laughs> amounts of bread. Weird. Yeah. 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 I don't know why all of America is gigantic. Oh, well, probably because you're eating freaking bread all day yeah yeah uh steve what's something you want to get to jay i want to get to the new um biggest murderer biggest threat to human life in the world what is it it's killer whales killer whales killer whales killer whales have been attacking boats in what is this dumbass European near the Iberian Peninsula? I don't know where that is. I think is it's near Spain. Spain. Yeah, I yeah. Agree just Spain. stupid, stupid Europe always has problems. It's it's getting old. First yeah. the Hundred Years' War, then the Seventy-Five Year War, <laughs> then World War One. Like, and now they have orcas, and these orcas have just been messing up boats. Yeah, near the Iberian Peninsula. And scientists, they are they are baffled, um, kind of. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is a new thing. This is something that has started more recently. So it's it's happened, um, you know, in the past. But now yeah. in the in the past month, they said that there's been 20 incidents of killer whales hitting boats. Oh my god! In just one month, 
and there's been like 200 in the past some time frame i can't remember where it went but there's been a number of orca incidents just specifically near the iberian peninsula okay and uh one guy this is a a tale he spun he said this is a quote he said the attacks were brutal there were two smaller and one larger orca they're working together he said the two little ones shook the rudder while the big one kept running and then rammed the ship from the side with full force. Oh my god. So they're they're getting the rudder so he can't steer and then they're just smashing into the boat and the guy's boat sunk. He called the coast guard. They like escorted him back to the port. And then How big was the, his boat? I don't know, but it sank. It sank like before they got it to land. Oh my god. <laughs> and, and like there's another one where it said the guy had two rudders on his boat. Okay. I don't know. So it's got to be weird... a bigger boat. Yeah, bigger I, I, boat. They, they have two rudders sometimes if it's kind of the dual engine uh, outboard stuff. Yeah. I've seen that before. So he's got two rudders. He said they rip one rudder off, and he's like, oh, that was weird. That kind of sucks. And then they come back and rip the other rudder off. And oh he's like, God. oh, geez, I'm screwed. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Now I'm in trouble. They know what they're doing. I think that boat didn't sink, though. They just like messed it up. Um, so they're just re- wreaking havoc. They're learning. They're getting too smart. And I think we got to call in the Japanese. <laughs> yeah, this is their specialty. This is where they, yeah, uh, this is their yeah, strong the suit. whale so, hunting. Yeah, we got to exactly. stop, stop those guys from the Animal Planet show that were trying to stop them from hunting the whales. And we got to reroute them into the Iberian Peninsula. I mean, that's always the problem with these kind of like reactions to things, right? Like, yeah, there's these bad Japanese whale fishermen, but now people are getting their boats sunk and they're yeah. nice boats. They could be nice boats. They are they nice. boats. From what I know about the Iberian Peninsula, yeah, it sounds like a nice place to go on vacation. Yeah. I, it is. Yeah. You do seem to know a lot basically to know where it was. Uh, but it does. You're right. It, it's, it looks like they just call that whole area where Spain and Portugal is the Iberian Peninsula stage. Uh, oh, really? I thought yeah. it was. <laughs> what? Yeah. Are they getting anything or is it not like they can eat anything? from? They just don't want boats no. around. No. So the pervasive theory right now. Yeah. This is by uh, a scientist or something named, sure. named Lopez Fernandez. And his theory is that one traumatized orca, one female named white gladys okay he that's named the orca's it, name yeah they like know about this orca okay uh they think that she experienced a collision or some type of net entrapment with the boat oh. and then this is a quote the incident changed something in gladys <laughs> <laughs> so gladys is getting her revenge and she's teaching other orcas like how to just mess these boats up that's amazing. The fact that they're going over after like rudders and stuff like that is the most yeah. work. And also pretty seems like difficult to hit the rudders without hitting the propellers. I'm assuming the boats are off. Oh, okay. You know? That makes a lot of sense. Like they're, Or yeah, it's okay. some type of like sailboat or something. Yeah, something like that. That makes sense. Because I'm like, yeah, you're going to, you're touching those rudders. You're going to get oh, hit yeah. by that propeller. Well, first thing I'm doing now, if I get orca attack, I, I start idling that thing. Just start going and sp- I would start spinning it. I think that's the technique. You just oh yeah, do it I'm turning a, that motor on. Yeah, you, know, you want to play the motor on, Just do a spin. I'll uh, start shooting spears in the water. I don't. I don't care. 
Now, okay, yeah, I, I think I am. Uh, obviously, if they're nice boats, I'm a big boat guy. Are they doing this with jetties? That's what we got to find out. Are jet skis being attacked? That seems like a, a prime suspect. They're like the can... size of an orca, you know. Yeah. Oh, orca yeah. The size. size. So orcas are actually very big. Um, well, males making jet skis bigger today. Males are typically six to eight meters, twenty to twenty-six feet long. Okay. But you could say that's about the size of a school bus, maybe. Yeah, and that's then, bigger than a jetty. Let's see. They weigh what the fuck in excess of six tons. Large largest one weighed more than ten tons, and it was thirty-two feet long. Okay, yeah. So they, they, that's how they can do so much damage to these boats because they're just yeah, bigger they than the boats. Weigh ten tons, ten yeah. <laughs> times two. I didn't realize twenty thousand pounds. Yeah, they're just uh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, they're big boys. Okay, well, uh, just one more thing to be careful of when when boating around. I'll yeah. probably just avoid the uh, boating around the Iberian Peninsula just for that reason for now. And That's I'll probably just stick, stick to the uh, Fox River and Lake Michigan around uh, Chicago area. Yeah, the easiest way to avoid an orca attack is just don't go to Spain. Yeah, there you go. We did thank it. Thank you, Steve. Uh, thank you. Good morning to all uh, fellow boaters out there. Yeah. All the seamen. Okay, Steve, here's a water-related thing. I uh, was in uh, Lake Tahoe over Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. I was there for a wedding. Oh. Did you know where Lake Lake Tahoe ranks on the deepest lakes in the United States? Yes, it ranks um, second. You are correct about that. Yes. You knew that. Nice. Only deeper one. Yep. I believe is lake superior no, no. oh crater lake superior is deep that's the fourth i know one. that's deep i can't remember yeah. if that's so crater lake is I the see. deepest crater well, the deepest. that doesn't count though because that's a crater that was an old crater <laughs> so uh crater lake 1900 feet uh lake tahoe 1600 feet the mountain lake tahoe the the oh it oh. is deep 600 feet deep <laughs> okay Crater Lake is 1900. Yeah. So I didn't realize how deep it was. I had no idea it was that deep of a lake. That's deep. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, it's also t- like 12 miles wide. Uh, huge, huge lake. So I had never been in the area before. You have to, um, you, the closest airport is Reno. So if you, people typically fly into Reno and drive like an hour to Lake Tahoe, mm-hmm. or you can like fly to Sacramento and, and drive in. But what's funny is that like it's half on the border of California and half on the border of Nevada. It's like almost split in the middle. And uh, as soon as you drive from the California side to the Nevada side, like literally on the border, just the casinos start. It's like the most Nevada thing ever. <laughs> it's like perfect. Uh, it's this cool. Googling. Anyway, it's a very, very pretty area. Uh, it's basically like you're in the mountains in Colorado, but you've got this super blue water in front of you but i didn't realize that water i mean once i realized how deep it was it makes sense but that water apparently like never gets warm oh because it's so deep it's so deep and you get all the like it's high up elevation and all you get is like the snow runoff like Mm -hmm. fills it up so it's just so does it get warm in the air though yeah yeah no it gets it gets hotter in that area and not like i don't know if it gets crazy hot but definitely it's still california nevada i mean it's obviously it's elevated and stuff but i don't know like Let's see what it. That would be nice if it was like 
and maybe oh, 90 yeah. out and you no. dip into the 60 degree water there's, there's for sure times where people go in the water it's just like i never you know you don't really think about lakes just staying like that cold apparently it's always just very cold guy you have a last name do i do i so right, uh sorry. anyway very pretty area but i was there for this wedding so there were some interesting stories from uh from that area two weird food scenarios so one was somebody at the wedding asked for ketchup for their spaghetti. Ooh, which spaghetti? Uh, a yes. Lake Tahoe wedding with spaghetti? Well, they had a they had like a fettuccine, like a I think it was a shrimp scampi, like fettuccine was one of the yeah. options. And then somebody was asking, they might have got, I don't know if they got the shrimp removed. I didn't, this is on the other side of the room, but somebody did ask for ketchup with the spaghetti. <laughs> I don't even know. It might have, might have, it was probably was a fettuccine. I don't know if they got like their own thing and then just got whatever it was. They had a noodle dish and was asking for ketchup for, with it. You should have went up, walked up to them, took your glove off, yeah. and slapped them across the face with it. You think I was wearing a glove? Challenge them to a duel. Yes, my dueling glove. I, I think you were wearing I, a glove in Lake Tahoe. That's yeah. one of the premier classy places. That's like true. in America, like That's Vail. True. Yeah. All those ski towns. So uh, that was a choice. And then we went to one of those uh, Mongolian barbecue places for dinner, like the day after. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple on the other side. And you can grab a bunch of different things. You know, like those places have so many options for basically you, you pick the stuff, you put it in a bowl and yeah. then you bring it over to like a guy that, yeah, they have this big like, you know. Yeah. And they like cook it in front of you. Hibachi type thing, right? They're cooking in front of you. Yeah, it's fun. So. This girl pulls up, and the bowl is filled with two food items, two meats, Steed. And uh, these two meats, not typically known to go together, but she decided to go for it anyway. Shrimp and hot dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> no sauce. Nothing else. She had a bowl of shrimp and a bowl, like a bowl of shrimp and chopped up hot dogs, like in the bowl together. <laughs> and just gives it. This is the ketchup person, right? separate complete this is something we somebody we didn't know this this shrimp and uh, hot dog person was just somebody that you could see everybody uh, has their bowls of what they're going to yeah. cook sitting around this big like oh my thing. god and this person just has this bowl filled up no sauce no anything just shrimp and hot dogs why was hot dog an option i guess for kids maybe I, assuming for kids this was not a kid <laughs> this lady was you know upper 20s lower 30s Ugh. uh not sure what the what the thought process was there or where what that could have gone with again no like Ooh. vegetables no sauces no noodles all the rice none of that kind of stuff just shrimp and hot yeah. dogs you should have uh, asked for like an interview somehow <laughs> ma'am i i know i don't know you uh but can we talk about something that's very concerning uh, let me get you on chub step podcast because there's I'm curious no way what the wrong. rationale was <laughs> for this yeah that's so, wild yeah that was that was one thing. Then the the last thing that was that was very anyway very pretty spot like I said very cool wedding. Uh, what was interesting? So we had the reception in kind of the uh, kind of like a rented out area of this um, kind of steakhouse that was on the mountain, and one of um, this is my wife's sister's boyfriend goes into the bathroom upstairs. This is like a busy restaurant. Mm -hmm 
goes to the bathroom upstairs. This this place is like one restaurant for the main thing has one sit down stall for guys and like two urinals in it, right? So yeah. he's in there at the urinal, and a guy, an older man and an older woman, walk into the 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 men's bathroom. Okay. And I am paraphrasing here a little bit because I don't remember the exact words of, of what was said, uh, but I did write it down because he told me the story and then I wrote it down. <laughs> but they walk in. He said they were like maybe mid fifties walk in and then they see him and they're like, she's like, oh, you brought me into the wrong bathroom. I'm not supposed to be in here. You shouldn't have done that. You little slut. What are you thinking? You little. And apparently she said slut to the guy like three or four times. Oh my god. And then walked out of the walked out of the bathroom. He's like, oh, there's no doubt they were going in there to bang. Like it peak peak like dinner hour in the one stall bathroom of this busy restaurant. <laughs> but they walk in and like some bullshit thing, like she knows. First of all, why would they ever be going into oh. the same bathroom anyway? Oh, so you like, I'm not surprised. I'm yeah. not supposed to be here. That's a crazy cover story. Oh my god, that's like Instant literally amnesia. That's, that's like literally what he, how he phrased it. That's exactly how she said it. Like, wait, I'm not supposed to be in here. Why did you bring me in here, you little <laughs> slut? What are you thinking, you, you little, little slut? <laughs> I'm not supposed to be in here, you <laughs> slut. <laughs> oh my god, why? Oh, no that's idea. crazy. That's maybe she was fishing for a three way, like putting the feelers out. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. just call him a little slut. And then if the urinal guy starts calling him a slut, then we're on. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it fortunately did not work out that way for them. But I mean, it's oh. like to me, if, if you're going to, you have to obviously you have to do that in the stall if you're wanting to have, uh, you don't have in, to. like a public bathroom. Ideally, you want to be in a stall uh, to make it less obvious. So you would think you'd go to the women's bathroom because there's usually yeah, but only women are in. way more uppity you know <laughs> the woman a be... woman walks in on somebody banging in the stall they're like oh no you know I'm what that's actually a manager that's but probably pretty guy... i feel like a guy would be lost he'd just be like dude let's go in like i'll just leave he'd I'll probably just later. pee he'd probably just yes, the guy right. would go and pee and then be like and all so, right you're right, you're right. just leave that's actually a very good point uh, so they were just taking that risk and it paid off for them well as far as he didn't report it he just told us which now i'm telling you yeah, and I have their social security number, so yeah, I wish I'm reporting them to the yes. state association. <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, so yeah, that was the uh, that was the trip. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Yeah, it was good. I wish I could. I wish I would have won, been the one that witnessed uh, that happening, but I wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Jay, speaking of your trip, while you were there, you texted me uh, Steed Science. Oh, I did. Yeah, I forgot. I think about that. you you texted me too. Yeah, but yeah, there was some one of them you like refuted. Yeah. Okay. So no, don't worry. I looked into it, Jared. Okay. Everything in this world is made up of. Those matters behave with each other in certain ways. And that, students, is chemistry. Everything in this world is made up of matter. And those different matters behave amongst each other in different ways. And that, children, is steed science. So, I think the first one we'll go over here. Okay. I have too many tabs. Jared uh, 
wanted me to do a steed science on why we have time zones. Oh yeah. Well, this, and, this, when did I send uh, this text? Because I definitely yeah, let's, it kind of makes sense to me. Time zones make sense to me. Somebody time, asked time I somebody, zones. I go. <laughs> so I googled why do we have time zones, and then it like said your IQ. We thought it was like normal. It's down. Okay. They said Here's... you are a moron, and like they Google just kept insulting me. Okay, let me let me clarify the time zones things. This is somebody that asked me to ask for steed science and time zones. Yeah, maybe it was my sister. I don't know. Somebody definitely asked for this because I mean, time zones <laughs> make sense to me. The the okay, the sun, yeah, time zones sun... make a lot of sense. <laughs> it's not that hard. Okay, <laughs> so if you don't think that the Earth is flat. Uh, if you do think the earth is flat, go follow me at Proving Flat Earth on Instagram and yeah. get ready to donate. Uh, but if you're not um, like have a mental illness, because that's any <laughs> if you think the earth is flat, you have a mental illness. Go get yourself checked out. Yeah. But if for us round us globers, yeah. um, you know the Earth is round, and the Earth spins. Yeah. And sometimes sun go bye bye. Yeah. But when sun go bye bye on one side of Earth, other side of Earth is in sleep sleep time. Yeah. Okay. And then it spins around. So let me so, ask you this, though, Steve. Well, yeah. let, me, let me rephrase this. Why, if I'm playing devil's advocate here, why not just have everybody on the same time zone, but just for some people, midnight? is like the middle of the day for them. And for some that people... would just get confusing. And there is a thing called Zulu time. That's um, what I'm talking about. Zulu time. Yeah, Zulu, Zulu time. time is, you know, your standard Greenwich universal time. time. Yes, it is called U uh, Zulu or UTC. It's your universal time code. That's what UTC okay. means. Yeah. So that is um, like, if you need a global, it happened at this time, like, let's say uh, okay. somebody's like, hey, we blew up Hiroshima. And then somebody's like, well, what time? That like the military would use log things in Zulu time a lot. Okay. Yeah. I have seen, now that you're saying that, I have seen UTC listed before because sometimes you pick like central time and it'll say like minus six UTC. Because yeah, it's six like hours that. away from. Okay. Yeah. Nobody so that's, ever explained that to me. Maybe that's what they're looking for. I don't know. Um, go back to elementary school. That's all I got for you. Okay, Whoever while we're on that. time, while we're on time, I know you got another steed science to get to, hopefully, because uh, yeah. that one's not really even worth talking about, right? You're not, you don't have anything more to say on that, right? No, that was it. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this, because this was a stupid thing that happened the other night, and I, I'm mad at Eric Andre for this. Oh. So Eric Andre said the season six of his show was coming out June 4th at midnight. Okay. Oh, so now you're pissed. And I said, what does that even mean? So that's got to be Eastern time. Okay. But, but say that's Eastern time. All the big that, players are Eastern. But, time. but think about this. So June 4th was um, a Sunday. Mm, June 4th uh, was now a Sunday. I see. I see. So does this mean it comes out yeah. Saturday night? I see the confusion. Yes. Which is like, so midnight is the start of the next day. Right. Didn't you work in Hollywood? You should know the lingo. This means New York, 12 o'clock. Shit. 11.59 and 59 seconds. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, but, but if it's at midnight... Then the it would be June it, 5th. But midnight is the start of the next day, right? Midnight is the start of a day, right? Yeah. 
So if but, it's June 4th at midnight, then that means no June 4th at nighttime in, in Hollywood, they're saying midnight, the day doesn't start till like 6 a.m. in Hollywood time. <laughs> yeah, but all they're saying is June is June 4th midnight. So you're saying that should be Sunday night. That would be Sunday night, yeah. Okay. You are right because it yeah, it came out and ended up being 11 a, 11 uh p.m. central June 4th. Yes. But it's not really midnight at June 4th because midnight would really be June 5th. Yeah. But in like showbiz and okay. So if you're like, do you want to hang out tonight? Right. I'm going to give you an example. I go, Hey, you want to hang out tonight? And you're like, uh, well, I'm busy until like 11 and I'm like, Oh, that's chill. And then I get there and we start drinking for like an hour. Yeah. And then I, it's 12.02 AM. And then I go, what should we do tonight? You would just be like, let's go. Um, yes. And the Ferris wheel. Still tonight, same day. I, I, I get there's I think there's a difference when you're saying tonight versus when you're saying a date in the future and you're saying a midnight, which is really the start of the next day. All I'm saying is I asked well, Steve, I, I talked to this about four or five different adults who I consider to be fairly smart people, and none of them knew exactly what this meant. Everybody, everybody's consensus was is this meant actually Saturday night because it's they're like ridiculous. And I was not able to, so I went over to my brother's Sunday night to watch the Eric Andre show, and it was not out yet. Okay. What I'm saying is, this is stupid. Here's a time thing. This, this is why Eric Andre, come on, just don't do shows at midnight. It doesn't make any sense. You were wrong. Yeah. Do it. Do it earlier. Do it at 11:30. I still haven't seen the episode. Anyway, Steed, go go to your next Steed sign. Um, so this is another request from you for Steed Science. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so you, yeah, you messaged me and you were like, Steed Science Spoon Go Champagne Bubble, I think was your words. No, no you, I didn't. I'm gonna Steed pull Science on Spoon in Champagne Bottle, keeping bu- the bubbles longer after being open. No yes. punctuation, no anything. And you expected me to go make a steed science off that sentence. Can I can I tell you where this came from? Yes, I wanted to know the backstory. Okay, so uh, Chubstep Amy, forever, when she opens a champagne bottle, she sticks it in the fridge with a metal spoon coming out the top, and she claims that this keeps the bubbles going longer mm-hmm. in the champagne. Like, it you know, keeps it, it doesn't yeah. go flat as the fast. The carbonation stays longer. And I said, is this, is this real? Like, she's been doing this forever. I've never actually looked into this as real, so mm-hmm. I said, I need to steed science on this. Because we had just, I think at that time, we had just opened a champagne. Or after and the she wedding just shoves a like spoon that. in it. Shoves a spoon in it. And I'm saying, well, now we got to wash that spoon later, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And so I'm just curious. But where was that spoon? Yeah, where was that spoon? Exactly. Was this a clean spoon? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a spoiler, she can stop doing that. Oh, no. <laughs> she, she can stop doing that, and she should have never started doing that. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Um. So, uh, Gerard Leger Belair, sick name for a champagne yeah. guy. He's a professor at Uni- University of Reims, Champagne Ardennes. Champagne Ardennes. So in he's France. a professor in France in the yes, Champagne region. Champagne region. Yeah. Okay. This he guy knows a, what he's talking about. He's a leading researcher on champagne bubbles. Okay. Okay. And I did, yeah. I didn't, I'm not going into this, but I now know why champagne bubbles go up in a straight line and uh, beer bubbles and stuff, they kind of go a little bit wobbly. Cool. I know. I know why, but I'm not getting into it because it's a lot of shit. 
we're too but stupid. The audience is too. You're stupid too stupid, and I'm too stupid to explain it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but the champagne guy isn't. Yeah, so there's. I read an extra article. Um, so he did do um, several experiments on this spoon. Okay. Um, so basically, the bubbles are CO two being released um, in the whatever champagne. Yeah, it's just CO two going up. So uh, he's you know did the spoon. He did some experiments, and he said the spoon has no action on keeping dissolved CO two in sparkling wine. None. None. None at all. He said, um, many, this is a quote from him, many people would just be surprised that putting it in the fridge is going to keep the champagne bubbly. Open in the fridge. We'll keep yeah. it a little bit bubbly for several days. So if you put a spoon in there, it's doing absolutely nothing. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he says he thinks that the spoon thing started because like somebody put a spoon in there and then put it in the fridge and it was still a little bit bubbly. <laughs> when it would have been a little bit bubbly anyway, and then that just spread and spread and spread. Okay. Um, the best way to keep champagne fizzy is to seal the bottle hermetically. Mm, that's when you put your, like wrap your loose skin around it. You put your foreskin from yeah. last week. <laughs> over the top, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's, uh, <laughs> you're, <laughs> it's, you seal it airtight. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, no gas can whatever pass through, but most people don't have a hermetic, which your skin, which your skin might be able to do. I think it is because I, air doesn't get into my like hands. So my my skin must be. That's true. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he says, uh, just use a champagne stopper. Okay. Uh, that's like a very good way for you know most people uh that's i think it's close to a hermetic seal but you know you can't technically call that a hermetical seal yeah yeah yeah. until it's like yeah yeah or like you know do anything to keep it but so the co2 when you have the space in the bottle um the co2 is gonna invade that space okay um so the more that you drink the more space is going to be up there for the CO2 gas to go in. Got so it. if you drink a bunch, it's going to lose its CO2 way faster unless you like somehow suck all the air out, but then your bottle might break. It might be. Well, what if you uh, fill up the difference with water so that it uh, has less room? Yeah, that's pretty smart. <laughs> Actually, Jay, what I will recommend here is you take a condom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you fill that up with water in the bottle, and then oh. that condom fills the oh, void. Oh, we'll go then down. You can, yep, take the condom oh, no, back that's out. That's genius. Yeah, I wonder if the uh, French guys tried that. Yeah, I'm gonna ask. Um, Send him an email. Gerard Leger-Belair, if he's ever heard of that. <laughs> Send him an email. See if you can find that. That'd be great. Hey, Gerard. Uh, <laughs> What's the best tried, condom my for buddy, putting in your shoe? My, my frat bros always told me you could fill a condom with water and stick it in a champagne <laughs> bottle. It'll last longer. Is that accurate? You might write an article. Um, yeah. <laughs> so as a little bonus, I decided to um, give you guys a little knowledge on why and when you can call something champagne versus Prosecco. Yes. That's the other one. Because yeah. some people are hoity-toity and they're like, oh, it's champagne. Uh, blah, blah. It, blah, it's sparkling wine. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We're going to fix that. Okay. So champagne 
is sparkling wine. Yeah. Prosecco is sparkling wine. Yeah. They're both sparkling wine. But champagne is a type and Prosecco is a type. And there's a couple qualifications for the uh, to be called champagne, I guess. Uh, so it has to be from the champagne region. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, so this is the thing. It can be made from a bunch of different grapes. Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Moinet grapes. Doesn't matter. Okay. But the other thing, it needs to be made using the traditional method. Okay. So the traditional method, this is where the bubbles come in. The bubbles from in the champagne or the Prosecco come from a second fermentation of the yeast that produces the bubbles. And in the traditional method, this happens in the bottle of champagne. Okay. So you do your champagne brewing, you ferment the shit. I don't know. Then you put it in the bottle and then you get some more yeast in there or something. Yeah, shake it around. Shake it around. It happens in the bottle. And then you remove the yeast um, through a process called disgorgement. Disgorgement. This method is much more time consuming and labor intensive than this Prosecco method. In the Prosecco method, so Prosecco things are from primarily in Veneto, Italy. It's close to Treviso. Okay, yeah. For those that, yeah. <laughs> Mamma mia. So these are normally made with uh, Prosecco grapes or Galera grapes. And this is more affordable than champagne and mm-hmm. sometimes looked down upon because it uses the tank method rather than la method traditionnelle. In the tank yeah, method, yeah. the second fermentation occurs in a tank outside of the bottle. So you can do like a bunch of it at once. Once, Yeah, you're doing mass quantities and pour it in the bottle after. Exactly. Yes. So that's the main difference. So if some asshole at a party and you're just trying to pop champagne, pop bottles, and you grab the Prosecco and they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Now you can be like, oh, actually, it's more about the La Method Traditionale versus a tank method. Why they're so distinct. And you can just rub that in his face. Yes. I like it. It's it's similar to uh, kind of a whiskey bourbon situation where they're kind of the same thing. They're just kind of um, the location matters and sometimes the process uh, yeah. matters as well. And just the fact that nobody gives a shit about it matters. Yeah. I don't, I <laughs> don't some care. Some people do. Some people do. Uh, give me champagne. Give me whiskey. Give me bourbon. I don't, I'll drink it. Yeah. I don't give a shit. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, I think we've learned a lot today and maybe too yeah, much. Really I don't have. want to overwhelm people because they get, you know, people's attention span is only so much. They can only take in so much information. So I have about you're not, you're not going to want to three leave. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Three minutes exactly. of attention. Yeah. So I hope you took away from that the shrimp and hot dogs and <laughs> the uh, condom in the champagne bottle. Yes. Um, <laughs> if there's any two things that you should have taken away, it's that. Yes. So uh, if, if anything else uh, that you thought of or you want us to talk about, email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Rate the show on Spotify. We're getting those, we're getting more ratings. I like it. 
but it should be five star. I should also clarify that. Five yes. stars. Stop uh, review bombing us. Yeah, don't review bomb. I know some people were Conan, bomb us. Conan O'Brien. That, please. I, it was mostly Conan, I'm sure. And so uh, I know episodes every Thursday. Share the episode with a friend. We're on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. The show has ended. Be gone. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.